0: Hello listeners, it's Natalia Motta here. Thank you for listening to Arta Podcast, which simply shares stories behind art. For the last few months, I've been interviewing one of the most successful artists who based in Hong Kong. So if you are curious, you want to feel inspired or hear how to be an artist in Asia, this podcast is for you. And if you want to learn more about the show, Please visit artaapp.com and don't hesitate to leave me a comment. I would love to hear what you think about the show, what you would like to hear in the future and anything really what is on your mind. Thank you so much. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 8. Today we will talk about street art. I love it for two particular reasons. First and foremost, wall art gives a second life to ordinary old and ugly buildings and transforming them into cheerful and extraordinary. Secondary, I adore street art because it's available 24 seven and even in such a busy city as Hong Kong is, people will find a moment to enjoy any artwork on the way to work or gym. So no matter what you do in life, you can stay connected with art and for a moment just enjoy the culture side of the city. When I came here in 2009, there was no much wall art on the streets but, but in the last decade, the situation has changed. We have many talented street artists and organizations such as Hong Kong Walls, which support street art initiatives. One of my favorite artworks, which always make me smile, belongs to my incredibly talented guest, Elsa Jeanne de Dieu. And I had such a pleasure to finally meet her and learn more about her story. I admire Elsa on so many levels. She is the founder of Elsa Jean de Dieu Studio which specializes in unique wall textures, morals, and of course, wall art. Originally from France, she moved to Hong Kong almost a decade ago. She's not shy to challenge herself as an artist, entrepreneur, and pursue her passions, such as ultra marathons. Yes, she is actually running ultra marathons. We'll talk about how she developed her career and how it is to work with high-end clients such as Chanel and Drew Finally, we'll focus on street art and the mission behind her artworks, which you can find all around Hong Kong Island, especially in Shangguan and Central. So without any further delays, enjoy my chat with Elsa. Elza, thank you so much for, uh, for your time and for being with me, uh, for the last two hours and telling Yay. me your amazing story. <laughs> thank you so much for it. Um, I would like to start from, from your background. So briefly, can you tell us how you start your, uh, your journey with art? So how your art transformed from what it was a few years ago to what you do now?
1: Wow, oh, that's a long story yeah <laughs> uh, like, resume actually the uh, so I grew up in a, in a family where everyone was like an artist and doing a lot of different type of artwork um, my father was having a company doing like paint and special paint in South of France and at the beginning, I was just like painting façade in in south of France, just to make money at the end of the month. And uh, <laughs> after my studies, and uh, and then I went to Paris and I started doing um, being like a peintre décorateur, which is like I've been learning how to make fake marble and fake wood and trompe um for rich clients, and it was pretty amazing. And then. I started like changing a little bit because it was too traditional and uh, I wanted to do something more personal. I wanted to have more fun and I didn't want to copy things that other pen decorators used to do. Um, and then I started like exploring uh, different texture and everything. And now I'm doing, um, I'm painting smiling people in the street. So which is like, <laughs> I've been like doing the very basic, like painting to now doing more artistic job on the wall. And uh, and it's quite a, yeah, big change. And I keep exploring different options, different things that I want to do. I still, uh, I'm still learning every day. I'm like working on sites. I'm working for a client. I'm learning about my work. Mm-hmm. Um I'm like 35 years old today, and I feel like I still have a lot of things to learn. I'm still a beginner because whatever I'm doing, um, I never did it before. So I love <laughs> challenging myself. So whenever I'm doing something, I like to have this kind of challenge where mm-hmm. you don't know if you can do it or not. So, I'm learning, constantly learning, which is good.
0: And, uh, as, as we talked before the interview, I mean, you mentioned to me how inspiring for you it was to see other people, uh, smiling while you paint and when you are doing your artwork. Um, so could you tell us actually, so there is one particular painting which um, changed your career so could you tell us more about the specific uh, experience
1: yeah it was um so actually it's interesting to see how so you study art uh, you've been doing something and then suddenly you have a project uh you never know which one is going to change mm. your career it could be like one for a brand or something for residential or that's like you never know um a few years ago i think it was 2 years ago uh um restaurant just opened like two years ago actually yeah and then they asked me to paint like um on the facade a mural of a uh, painting a very energetic woman and the thing is like I was really scared about the the subject because it was the first time that someone asked me to paint a face on the wall, a giant wall for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's a big thing, but I think I can do it. <laughs> and then, so I went on site. I was so stressed. Um, but then I was like, okay, one step at a time, just start with the outline and then you will see and trust the universe and, I'm sure it's going to be fine. So then, um, every day was a new day. Every day I had a challenge. The beginning was just to draw a normal face on the wall. (laughs) And then, and then every day I bring something else and I've been like exploring like different options on the wall, trying to find my touch and everything, the color combination. And, um, and I had this amazing experience where people were passing by. So at the beginning, I was like, don't look at my wall. <laughs> I don't want you to see this space because it's not finished. Don't judge me. <laughs> I really wanted to hide myself behind like a big holding. And then every day it was like the woman was looking like better and better. So I was like, okay, now you can have a look. <laughs> and then um, I had this amazing experience where people were watching me while I was working and i had like a lot of smiles uh so every day i was painting turning my head and looking around me and people were like just smiling and then so happy looking at me painting and they were staying next to me for hours and hours and i had this many times this same experience and you know in Kong. This is not my city. I'm French and, um, I didn't know how like locals would respond to my creativity because I'm not local. And I felt like maybe all people, the one who are cleaning the streets and everything, you know, the one that you're seeing on mm-hmm. their trolley. Mm-hmm. I was like, I never had any connection with them because we don't have the same language. But then it was amazing to see that. Uh, when I was working for Givray, next to Pure, uh, along the escalator, I had the same people passing by a few times a day, coming and touching my <laughs> my shoulder and were saying, like, thumbs up. Like, oh, good, good, good. Right. They couldn't say anything to me because we don't have the same language, but I had a massive smile every day. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, checking my work every day, <laughs> taking yeah. my paper. I was like, oh, yeah, good. <laughs> so that was... um we had a real connection and I feel more connected to the city when I'm working, uh, in the street, like doing what I'm doing mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. before, which is amazing. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And you are giving so many smiles to,
1: to yeah, everyone who are passing yeah.
0: by. Yeah. Um, so what do you think actually about Hong Kong street, uh, street graffiti and, and, uh, art scene?
1: Uh, on the on the streets, it's growing that's the uh, the first word that I would say to describe Hong Kong and uh, graffiti uh, artists and everything. It used to be totally forbidden uh, to do anything in the streets. So, and I think everyone here is like really respecting the government. No one is taking risk, and uh, no one wants to be uh, in the jail. Um, so <laughs> that's the reason why it was. a clean city before i feel especially in central shangwan and Chai, and here on the mm-hmm. island and now it's like changing which there are like people behind like really changing the, um, the city and the government is uh, more open than before and i feel like now we have like amazing artists who came to uh to hong kong to do like a, a piece of art and it's amazing and i feel like is really changing the, um, the city and it brings like colors and something more, uh, everyone appreciate like seeing yeah. something artistic in the street because I feel like when you're everywhere in the world, like most of the city, especially in London, in Paris, in the, I don't know, in New York, you have like the architecture is quite interesting. So. The, 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 city is beautiful. In Hong Kong, sometimes when you're like in Cheng it's great. There's a lot of air aircons and pipes yeah. and, and signage and, and people and everything. And you can't see anything. So it, in a way, it's beautiful, but it's not like the same as watching a beautiful at work, having like a beautiful building, like a piece of art. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah I, yeah, I think we, as artists, we are bringing something Different to the city, and I think people they really appreciate.
0: Yeah, and I, I believe that the buildings also appreciate the new facade or something yeah. beautiful, not only yeah. aircons, as yeah. you mentioned, because yeah, it's really changing the environment. And and mm-hmm. I guess uh, people who are not really close to art, they are actually they can actually see it without going to a gallery, and maybe yeah. that's also inspiring for it's them more to more explore.
1: It's free. Mm -hmm. You just pass by and take a picture and there's something, it's funny to see how things are changing in the world. So now people, Instagram is a big thing Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's a lot of people, they're traveling to feed their Instagram as well. That's true. (laughs) And then they go to one place, to one city and they want to have this Instagram post Mm -hmm. where it's a really nice wall. and. And it's really changing. In a way, it's a bit funny. Um, because people just think about the Instagram. Yeah. But, uh, I can tell, like, there's, uh, something like coming and it's really big. Like, for us, like, as a street artist, we're really changing things mm. and, yeah it's interesting
0: yes very very interesting um actually so i'm not sure because maybe actually you answered already on this question but what was your favorite project you ever done because you are actually in the business for for almost a decade i guess but uh what was the most memorable and if you have any story behind which um which you can tell us
1: I would say that Umanota was the one who bring me the most, of uh, I had a real click in terms of career and things that I wanted to do and how I want to, what I want to do like in maybe 10 years, but I might change, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I would say that every project that I'm doing is very unique. So there's a story behind every project. So working on the Chanel uh, catwalk in Singapore was just amazing. So I've seen like Carla Lagerfeld passing by and watching my work and our, the teamwork. That was amazing. Working mm-hmm. for uh, Caroline de Monaco in Monaco was amazing as well. Working in Hong Kong. It's, there's a souvenir. Uh, memory amazing behind every project either because the project is huge and you don't know Mm -hmm. if you're going to make it or not either the project is very complicated or very very hard because of the dust so many clients are contracted around you and everything and sometimes whenever it's challenging you will remember because it wasn't easy to get Mm -hmm. it done Mm -hmm. so the um the smile that I did the um, the guy, I painted on only one guy on the in the street. Uh mm-hmm. he was one of my best friends. Um and that was it was for Hong Kong goals. Uh it was a week uh, event, so I spent like every day. I was starting my day at seven, eight o'clock in the morning and finishing at eight or nine and I was so stressed because First, I had to paint on tiles, and I couldn't draw anything. I was on a bamboo scaffolding with a green mesh behind me, so I couldn't see from a distance what I was drawing. The face that I was drawing was much bigger than than the area where I was working, so I couldn't see the proportion, and I couldn't draw anything directly on the wall, so I had to start directly with the paints. It was the... The first day was a disaster. I was like, why am I doing this? And I had to thank someone that I knew. Someone that I really like. And I was like, this is insane. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I have to pray. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only solution now because the challenge is too big for me. I don't know how to do it. And then... Again, I had to start like doing some meditation. I went for a coffee. I came back. I was like super stressed. Again, I went <laughs> for another coffee. I came back and I was like, oh my god, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. And then I stopped painting, and it was one step at a time. Okay, now you have to paint the the nose, and then the leaves and everything, and then I build up the um, the face, and it was in the end, it's okay. Uh, he could recognize his face. So it's not that bad. <laughs> but, uh, that was a big challenge, but uh, I think there is a challenge every, behind every, every project. So yeah,
0: you mentioned once that you are like a chameleon. Yeah. Um, and, um, could you tell us how you are working with your client, how you are starting a, a new project? Um, and also I know that you have very strict sport routine so if you can also tell us about that
1: yeah. so uh, the first question um, how it's always the same the um, most of the time i work with directly with designers so i'm not really dealing with the uh, the clients uh, directly so actually the uh, designer that i'm working with i've been working with them for like a long time like 10 years for most of them um so we have a first meeting we sit down they explain to me the uh, the project, the style and everything and I'm trying to get all the information and understand like designer's mind, clients minds as well then I go back to my workshop I create like texture composition uh samples whatever pro- um, proposal like presentation and everything and then after we organize another meeting and then we see if, the direction that I'm going on is okay or not, and then we Mm -hmm. adjust the direction together. So that's how uh, most of the projects um, we're working, and that's what I'm doing for every project. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, what was the other question? Um, (laughs) So the other question
0: is, what would be your routine when you're starting a new project? And it doesn't need to be
1: art-related, it can be your lifestyle-related um so my daily routine <laughs> this always uh, it's always the same. So every morning I like to wake up very early. I like to to do my morning exercise. That's for me a way to wake up to have my me time, doing something that I love, working on myself, my everything, like opening my mind and everything. And um, so I either go for a run or a swim or I go to Pure. <laughs> and then I arrive to my workshop around 9, 9.30. Uh, we have a morning meditation with my uh, assistant. So every morning we're doing like 10 to 20 minute meditation, group meditation. Uh, for me, it's something that we've been doing for a few months now. And it's a way to connect to each other. It's a way to uh, get rid of uh, all the negativity or whatever happened the night before or the stress of the work of the city and TR, whatever. Um, and then after we start working on projects, when I'm working in the, from the, the, the workshop, but uh, sometimes I'm working directly on site, and then uh, after work, usually I go for another training, so either I go for mm-hmm. a, uh, a run, a swim, or mm-hmm. a Where,
0: where, Where we can see you actually, when you joke, uh, mm-hmm. where are you going to joke? Do you have any specific path that oh, yeah. you are taking? If it's secret because you don't want uh, more it's people. It's
1: not. <laughs> I don't want people <laughs> following me. No, 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 I'm, this is not a secret. I'm like going... So many places where I'm going but usually the week um, in summertime I'm going around uh, Middle Island so you might see me like twice a week swimming with uh, my friends around Middle Island we do like 3k swim uh, at six o'clock mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very early, <laughs> and then I know no one will uh, come to see me <laughs> And then, uh, usually after work, I like going around the peak. So I go up to the morning trail, do the, uh, the loop, uh, mm-hmm. loop, and then I come down or I go to Quarry Bay from, uh, Ken Road. Uh, and Saturday, Sunday, usually I go on Lentau Island and I do like 30k, 40k training and I like going to Sunset Peak, Lan- Peak and Lamsau Peak. Oh yeah. yeah, it's so
0: beautiful. It's, nice. it's it's another side of Hong Kong, which is so completely yeah. different from where we are now in your yeah. studio in Shangwan, yeah. uh, which is so packed and there is no much yeah. green yeah. Uh, things around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's so beautiful to kind of um, go from just 20, 30 minutes away, yeah. you can be on the middle of the real jungle, right? That's the beauty of Hong Kong. Yeah. So, what are you talking about, Hong Kong? So, what do you like the most about Hong Kong, and how have you ended up here?
1: So, what I like the most is the uh, this contrast. There is everything here, actually. If you wanna, it's really up to you if you wanna do it or not. But uh, you have so many opportunities. If you wanna work hard, you can. If you wanna. Go for a run, uh, being like in the middle of nowhere. You can as well. You can swim. You can do so many things. And within the same day, you can be in different places and do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in a in a place like Paris, I feel you cannot really do everything because you have to take the MTR. Uh, from where you live to where you work and you' losing like you're wasting maybe one hour or two hours of your mm-hmm. time per day here in Hong Kong, you work, you can there's, you it's know, a
0: village
1: you know. in the end and everything is so convenient. So it's such a very uh, I don't know and in terms of work, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities. But you have to work hard. <laughs> you have yeah, to yeah. prove to everyone. There's also that the
0: you, competition. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's competition and everything, but I think it's, uh, it's good. It's uh, very healthy. It's good to have competition. It mm. pushes you to be better, to yeah. be more exactly. efficient, to be stronger, to, uh, yeah, that's life. It's, mm. yeah, yeah, urban jungle. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. So I wanted
0: to ask three more questions. And the first one, um, if that's not a secret what you are planning to work on this and next year and how do you see yourself as an artist in 5 years
1: um so next year i might do the same um working on big big projects um i'm working working more and more in Macau as well so it's a bigger scale it's really large like project and uh, very challenging, but uh, it's a way for me to uh, make sure I'm safe, in a way, and uh, it's not what I like the most, but um, I make enough money to spend then more time doing what I love the most, which is like paintings, smiles, and everything. I have a dream. Uh, I've been talking about it to a few people already. Um, it's something that I could do, and it's something that I really want to do. I was supposed to start, uh, in September, October, but I couldn't because I had to do my knee surgery. But my dream is to, because I have two patients, I love running, I'm um, doing ultra running and I'm a painter. What I want to do is to choose a country. I don't know which one yet, but I want to paint one smile in one city and run to the other city. So it could be like one week uh, of running between two places, like 200 kilometers, 300 kilometers. Wow. And bring like another kind of energy because you can imagine whenever you're running, you're thinking, you're cleaning your mind, you're becoming, you're changing. Um, And then I want to bring this energy to another city and I want to bring a message. Um, uh, I'm a happy person, but sometimes I'm not, I'm not happy because I'm a human and I'm like human being is yeah. like we have. We're carrying, like, a lot of stress, negativity, and everything. But through my work and through my running, I'm, like, becoming someone happier. Mm-hmm. And I would love to help people to realize, to step back and realize how beautiful is mm-hmm. their life. And, and, and just, like, uh, that's maybe my duty to, like... Global awareness about I don't know happiness and simple things that we're great. not. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great idea. So um, yeah, it's I a, need, you
0: know like I need to train <laughs> to yeah, be a <laughs> and are we I are will we, are we, are we run next to you and and do the camera shot the backstage.
1: <laughs> no, but that's and, a, actually it's something that we could talk about it because yeah. this is something like for me that would be like one month project. It doesn't take a lot of um time it's just one month so that's something that i can take between two projects mm-hmm. and then um the idea was is to do like maybe three walls. Uh, so city one and then 200 kilometers later we just do another smile and then another smile and i want to connect and to make like a story mm-hmm. uh, and to have like the quotes were saying something to yeah. people and now...
0: Uh, that would be a... That's yeah. a great idea.
1: And it's I think, very innovative. Yeah, it's it's something new. And I think that a uh, trail runner, there's a lot of uh, very talented trail runner in the world and not the best. And there's a lot of very talented artists in the world and I'm, I'm far from being the best. But uh, I feel like if I can connect my two patients, that would be something very unique that no one Absolutely. has seen before. So... Um, I don't know when I will be able to do it, but that's uh, something that I want to do within five years. Perfect. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect.
0: Let's, let's definitely chat about this. Um, i always asking this question, and it's actually quite hard for artists to answer it. So if you can tell me who you would like to hang out with, if you would have a chance to hang out with super famous artists, dead or alive, who would it be? And just to add to this question, it doesn't need to be a um, visual artist. It can be a musician, it can be a sport person, um, whoever you admire and you would like to get some detailed information about them uh, and spend time with them in this way.
1: It's a really, really hard question because <laughs> it will be like multiple person, <laughs> not only one. Um I haven't really think about it, but uh there's quite a few people that I really admire for some many reason. I'm like admiring like woman, uh Lucy Charles, which is a triathlete and she's doing like uh massive distances in uh Hawaii Kuna for the Ironman. I'm um a big fan of Artists like Picasso and Bills and Banksy and Murakami, and for so many reasons, they're all different, but mm. um, musician, yeah, lots, it's so hard, <laughs> it's, it's hard, right? But uh, if there's one person, there's a woman that I really admire, and I was talking about her this morning to my assistant, is Fabienne Verdier, she's uh famous, but she's not famous like Picasso or Bainsey or whatever. Um, she, um, in the 1980s, she, so she grew up in France and then she studied, uh, she decided to move to China, so she was in 1980 uh, in China studying um, calligraphy, Chinese calligraphy. And, um, I've read her book and it was really interesting to see that this woman, she was very young at the time and she really struggled in China, uh, studying in a, not the best condition because mm-hmm. it was very poor. She was like, she had, she couldn't talk to anyone because she couldn't speak Chinese. And then, and now she's like a really famous artist in France and everywhere in the world, but she's not a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's um her story is is really interesting she's a strong woman i really admire like really really strong women when everyone will like uh, fall down and 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 give up and everything when there's a woman like fighting for it and very passionate about something and doing it i'm really uh, impressed mm-hmm. <laughs> i need to check out her work yeah she's amazing so she's doing this massive calligraphy now on big big panels, and uh, she has a studio uh, in in France, and she's uh, writing uh, amazing like massive fonts, uh, Chinese calligraphy with this giant uh, wow. brush, and it's quite wow.
0: impressive. It's it's really funny that the French person yeah. coming to China yeah. to do something very mm. very mm. cultural um mm-hmm. to to the to, to Chinese culture, yeah. right? So uh, very interesting. I will check it out. Um, and what would be your ultimate goal as an artist? What would you consider as, as, as you would say one day, I know that I deserve to, 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 to call myself the most successful artist?
1: Good question. I think maybe you can ask me the same question in a year and I will change. <laughs> Um I think my ultimate goal is just to be happy and doing what I love and every morning like I like to wake up and feel like I'm on fire every mm. morning because I really love my job and that's what I'm who I am already today so if I have any expectation for the future that might be to but I know everything is coming. I really uh, believe in universe and everything, and everything is coming at the right timing, and I'm very patient. Uh, I'm okay to suffer, and hmm. I've been like suffering a little bit to be here today. Um, and where I am today, I'm very thankful for what I have because it's already amazing. Yes, I would love to be famous one day, uh, but if not, I'm okay just to be happy every morning and to just do what I love and be able to pay my rent for <laughs> um holidays sometimes and be able to share like simple moments with my friend. that's yeah. The, uh, yeah. the yeah yeah, happy things. Happiness. Happiness. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you
0: thank so you. much for your time, and thank it was great you. to hear the story.
1: Yeah. Uh, and
0: I look forward to to the new challenges, like yeah. this uh, nice. art marathon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so thank you so much, Taptis. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, don't hesitate to leave me a comment on my website artaapp.com and let me know what you'd like to hear in the future. Thank you so much. Bye.